1: Welcome to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. Dr. Levine is a doctor of internal medicine and is ready to take your calls at 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI. You can listen to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on the air, online at klvi.com, or on your phone with the free iHeartRadio app. Now, here's Dr. Levine.
2: Alright, I never get tired of that song and the message that it sends to anyone who listens to it other than the female part but staying alive and that's why I'm here every Saturday. Welcome to the show, Dr. Levine coming to you live from the studios of KLVI here in Beaumont, Texas. The weather is awesome. It's cool. It's sunny. It's clean. It's clear. You should get out and go exercise today. As you know, I love exercising. It's the best opportunity. Before it gets too cold, remember it was too hot a month ago? The weather is just right, so get out and start getting that heart beating and exercising. It's the greatest thing for your health. But here I am answering your questions every Saturday, as I am um, at uh, KLVI. The phone number, 896-KLVI or 1-800-330-KLVI. Uh, don't wait to the end of the show, so we have plenty of time to discuss the question and we can answer it at length and even maybe have secondary questions and secondary comments. Um, Remember, this is flu season, so go get your flu vaccine if you haven't. And if you're over 60 or 60 and over, there are other vaccines, pneumonia vaccine, shingles, as well as pertussis vaccine. So be a big believer, protect you, protect your family, protect your coworkers, because getting the flu vaccine is as well about protecting everyone around you because the flu virus, the many that they have, tend to spread by what we call respiratory droplets, meaning when you cough or sneeze or blow your nose, the virus or infectious parts of the virus is basically in that spray or in that mucus And so that's how it spreads. And someone walks by and they breathe it in and then they get infected. It spreads very rapidly. And remember, the flu does kill thousands of people every year. I know we hear a lot about Zika virus uh, these days, but the flu kills a lot more people than the Zika virus has or will kill. So be sure and go get your vaccine. Uh, While I wait on phone calls, I thought I would today i uh, give you a small presentation of a talk that I did uh, this past Wednesday at the Rotary Club meeting. The Rotary Club meets every, from what I was told, meets every Wednesday at the Elegante Hotel. Uh, they've been a club around for many years. They do a lot of good things for the community, uh, supporting the community, helping people that need help. And they asked me to just come and talk for about 20 minutes about staying healthy. And I did a small little presentation. And I thought it went pretty well. At least that's what most of the listeners there at the Rotary Club mentioned. I thought I would just kind of give you a small piece of that. Uh, Because basically it's a a, uh, a summation of all the things that I have mentioned to you on this show. If you are a patient of mine, all the things I've mentioned – in my uh, office, just the questions I've answered, the the books I've read, the things that I see in healthcare in Southeast Texas, the patients I treat—just kind of a big summation. I boiled it down, watered it down to a you know five simple recommendations that I think would be very helpful to you if. You have a desire to be as old as possible, live into 90, and be as healthy as possible. I mean, there's no reason to be older but sicker. I mean, that's not a good existence. It's, it's miserable. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, it does not have to be that way. Now, obviously, yeah, you get dealt a bad card, and you get diagnosed with an illness that is chronic. We all understand that, not anything that you did. But the majority of the conditions and diseases I treat in my practice, as well as in the hospital there at Baptist, involve poor decision making on patients' parts in terms of what they eat and drink and being sedentary. Bottom line coronary artery disease, cancer, these are the diseases that we treat. Let me stop right there. I have a call on line one. Russ, welcome to the show.
3: Dr. Levine. Hey. I'm your Rice alum friend from Bel Air, Texas.
2: Oh, okay. Hey, I you know, I was supposed to um, – I was invited to uh, go there about a week or two by a friend of mine that I played football with there in, in the 80s and early 90s. Apparently they, uh, they took one end zone. As you know, the stadium at Rice is huge. Yes, and
3: they have
2: a wonderful new facility. There you, you go. <laughs> That's it's right. fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, they invited all the athletes – Former athletes just kind of go down and be a part of the ceremony, mm-hmm. and um, so I was supposed to go. Unfortunately, I was on call that weekend and couldn't get down there. But what's going on today?
3: It's in the name of Brian Patterson. I don't know whether you knew the gentleman or not.
2: No, I, no, I don't. Uh, okay. wh- what do you What do you know about him?
3: I know nothing about him. He said he put a lot, up, a lot of money, and really put, got a good facility <laughs> there. <laughs> no
2: yeah, know you, know, uh, you know, I, I go to Houston just about every week or every other week. Um, and to be honest, I run around. The campus has a perimeter track. It's made of a little soft gravel, and I love running around that track. Okay. And so I go there every other week and run around the track. So I did see the building go up, if that okay. counts. I mean, I've seen that it. Ca- that counts.
3: <laughs> I have not been in it. I just drive by it twice a week. When I go to the gym, I go <laughs> to the rec center.
2: Yeah. it's like the, the campus is gorgeous. I just, right. I'm really proud that... I went to that school. You know, when I uh, was in high school here at Westbrook and my parents uh, strongly recommended I go to Rice, I really had no clue what Rice was or how important of a school it was, just its, its street cred- credibility. I, I had no idea, but I'm very, very glad that I went to that institution, and uh, I'm sure you are as well.
3: Yes, I'm class 58, so I'm 80 years old.
2: (laughs) You sound great.
3: I have SVT attacks for the last seven years. I have not been back to a cardiologist since they diagnosed it, since three different cardiologists told me they couldn't do anything about it except go up my leg and kill a piece of my heart, which I was not inclined to do.
4: Hmm.
3: I have the attacks some days, you know, two or three, other days none, and I've figured out a way to stop them. Usually, sometimes I can't stop them. Mm Do you have any comment about my being dumb, not doing something about it, or just live with it?
2: No, not really. I mean, SVT, supraventricular tachycardia, basically a condition where your heart races, and the condition tends to be sporadic, but there can be some regularity to it, such as uh, when you're sick or if you consume caffeine, et cetera. So, uh, no, I don't think you're being dumb. I mean, you got three different opinions. Um, doctors always typically have a few options for patients and it's a team effort these days when we're making medical decisions uh, years ago doctors just told patients what to do but no longer like that you have to give your consent to anything that we do for the most part so if you're not interested in what they have to offer it's, it's okay uh, they're just hey this is an easy So. Uh, normally, these procedures now, which they call radioablation, they're becoming more popular to treat for a lot of these cardiac arrhythmias because, hey, sometimes it's no fun taking all these meds all the time. They cost money. They have side effects, and uh, they're not at 100% effective either. So they're uh, trying to come up with procedures that can basically cure The the problem, so that's what radioablation is. But you know, they're in the early game with radioablation. It's not perfect, perfect either. But I think it's a pretty good procedure, Um, fairly low risk, but highly effective. But again, you don't have to do it. And if your SVT is not happening that regular, and you kind of know how to manage it, that's that's reasonable. Now, um, the, the a couple of those SVTs. Are a little bit more problematic. The one we call atrial fibrillation and atrial uh, uh, a, a a fib. I almost forgot about that one. So yeah. atrial fibrillation, atrial, atrial flutter. Those are the, uh, some common SVTs. Uh, that's a little bit more complex because we have more options now in terms of medications and the approach. Uh, depending on which cardiologist you go to you might get this medicine versus that medicine um, so that can be a little bit more complex again radio ablation is available for that as well not necessarily first line but I don't think you're being uh, ri- uh, I don't think that's a, a bad decision I, I don't think you're increasing your risk of having a poor outcome uh, with the SVT most of the other SVTs you know they have medical terms for them but they're normally benign. And just kind of irritating, uh, to say the least. And uh, Russ, if if you listen to this show weekly, you understand that I try to inform listeners that as we get older, our body does the the central cause of aging is our body's inability to heal itself. So it basically starts to uh, have problems because the healing process starts to decline. And so we start getting more irregularity in our bodies, and we start feeling either fatigue or have pain, or we have heart irregularity. That becomes a huge issue as we get older, palpitations, tachycardia, atrial fibrillation, ventricular tachycardia, all these different electrical rhythms. rhythms because of the aging process and as well as some of the things that we do. We drink a lot of caffeine and sugar in this country. We're obese. We smoke a lot. So all these things are irritating to the cardiovascular system and you're just obviously more likely to have those issues as you get older.
3: I'm on Metropol twenty five extended release three times a day seems to be yeah. the way I control it by having sort of a steady flow. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking one pill a day.
2: So uh, that's all I do. Yeah, we normally start off with what we call beta blockers. There's a, a certain class of blood pressure, cardiac medicines, which, again, their primary effect is in the electrical system of the heart, so it helps control how rapid the heart is beating and sometimes can help control the rhythm and keeping the rhythm in a normal rhythm, although we have other classes of anti-rhythm medications other than beta blockers. We have calcium channel blockers, potassium blockers. So, um, we have a whole host of medicines to be honest with you, which is why depending on which doc you go to, you're going to get a different med, but it's all correct, okay? And it sometimes takes a while to figure out which med works for you best.
3: All right. I do get an annual report. And all that, which I'm in the middle of, the EKG never shows anything.
2: Right, absolutely. Well, you know, these SVTs tend to be what they call paroxysmal, meaning they come and go. And so at the time you get the EKG, it could be completely normal. And then two seconds walking out of the office, (laughs) bam, you have an SVT. (laughs) So normally what we do is what we call a Holter monitor. And you can either wear that one day, three days, or a month, or a year.
3: That's how I got diagnosed. I wore one for a month. Yeah. So,
2: um, when it all started seven years ago. Correct. And then a lot of times you have to eliminate primarily caffeine. That's one of the big culprits uh, that tends to aggravate the SVT. But if you get a cold or you get sick for any reason, you become psychologically unnerved, anxiety, stress that can kick it off as well, lack of sleep. So a lot of different things can irritate it. Okay. All right, well, thanks buddy.
3: for your opinion on that, and uh, visit Rice often.
2: I know my, I will, it's mate. It's my
3: favorite place.
2: Absolutely. It's beautiful. Thanks for calling. All right. Appreciate Have it. And we appreciate Russ's call. We're going to take our first break. Uh, I'll be back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere.
4: I'm moving.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560-KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI.
2: All right, and welcome back to the Dr. Levine Medical Hour. This is your host, Dr. Levine, taking your phone calls, uh, Phone number is 896-KLVI or one 800 klvi Please don't wait till the show. Give us a buzz. Uh, again, while I wait on more phone calls, like I said, I did a little talk at the uh, Rotary Club, and I thought I would just uh, go over that again. As I was saying in the first segment, the big diseases that uh, Southeast Texas doctors treat and the big diseases in our country, coronary artery disease or cardiovascular disease and then cancer a close second. Alzheimer's, dementia will be probably number three, number two eventually. But right now it's heart disease and cancer. The bottom line is, is that those two diseases have at the base of those diseases risk factors that tend to significantly increase the presence of heart disease as well as cancer. And a lot of that has to do with what we, what we do every day, well, if we're drinking the right things, if we're eating the right things, if we're not exercising. So uh, behavior modification, as we call it, or lifestyle therapy is another term we use, is really the way to go if you want to reduce your chance of having cardiovascular disease or cancer, meaning this stuff can be prevented for the most part by... Eating right and exercising. Meaning, getting older doesn't mean you technically have to have coronary artery disease or cancer. It just doesn't mean that. Some Sometimes I feel like talking with my patients, they, they accept that. That, you know, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm supposed to get some heart disease, I'm supposed to get some cancer, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Or, I don't know, we just have this uh, comfort level uh, with these diseases and I think that based on what I see, I'm trying to get the word out that no, it does not have to be that way if you can do the right things on a daily basis. And these these five recommendations I came down with, and again, this is my own list. Um, obviously, as with any like top 10 list or top 20 list, maybe some other doctors would add this or take away that. But this is kind of my own top five list of how you can reduce your – possibility of having cardiovascular disease and cancer i.e. reduce your chance of dying early in america again heart disease and cancer biggest causes of death in our country preventable through behavior modification for the most part again you always find someone who does everything right and has a heart attack. You find a guy who does everything wrong, or female, does everything wrong, and they live to 90 or 80 or 100. You always find those folks. But those folks are minorities in terms of the numbers. Most people, if you think about a bell curve, are going to be right in the middle. And these are most people that what they eat and drink is what's going on. Uh, Let me answer a question here. Camera shy person, sixty five, moderately constipated. I seem to do everything right, but would you suggest what would you suggest to be more regular constipation? Again, big issue as we get older. A lot, I feel like it's age related uh, as we get more as we get older for several reasons. One, probably medications that you're taking. Two, being sedentary. Three, it's age related issue if our bowel function slows down, just like. Uh, we were talking with our good friend um, on the first uh, segment about uh, palpitations and sVt it tends to be age related uh, rust that is and constipation is one of those things that uh, tends to come about so uh, what you uh, he says he 's doing everything. I wish he would have told me what he 's doing, but primarily what we do for constipation, we make sure the patients are well hydrated, drink a lot of water, got to be physically active. Because physical activity stimulates the bowels to work better and move better. Uh, Obviously, talk with your primary care physician and review your medication list. Because sometimes there's medicines that you're taking that actually make it worse. The big ones would be narcotics or pain medication. There's a popular blood pressure medicine called amlodipine or Norvasc, which can cause constipation, thyroid disorders, can't contribute to that, so get your blood work uh, done. If you are over fifty and you've never had a colonoscopy, get that. Also, get a CAT scan. Again, we're looking for reversible causes of constipation. Um, but by and large, constipation is just one of those nagging problems of just getting older. And so again, hydration, um, Include a lot of fiber in your diet. And, you know what's fiber? What, what things have fiber? Okay, vegetables. We talk about it all the time. I know you're sick of me here. You're sick of hearing me say that, but it is just so true. It is at the root of health. You gotta eat your vegetables every single day. Um, nuts have good fiber. Broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, flaxseed, oatmeal, uh, uh, whole grains um, like uh, quinoa, buckwheat, barley. Millet, uh, bran, B-R-A-N. So, you know, all these substances have fiber, which, again, help keep your bowels moving. Hydration, exercise. If all of that fails and you've had the scans and scopes and all that stuff, we have a whole list of prescription medication, a couple of names out there. Lactulose, that's, uh, that's prescription Miralax, which is over-the-counter, M-I-R-I-L-A-X, it's a powder. You basically pour it in whatever beverage you like, coffee, water, tea, whatever. And you drink it two or three times a day. And that's very effective. It's very gentle. You can take it every day. Uh, got to give it a couple of days before it kicks in, but it does work. It's the same chemical, same medicine you drink if, when you have a colonoscopy. you got to drink that jug of liquid. Miralax is the exact same, just a, a lower amount. So it's very effective. That's over-the-counter. You can go pick it up at your grocery store right now. Um, We have uh, some prescription medicines that work chemically different on the gastrointestinal system to uh, increase the bulk of the stool and keep the stool uh, damp or moist because the longer the stool sits there, especially in the colon, it gets harder and harder and harder because that's really what the colon does is kind of store feces as well as – uh, take fluid out of the feces, okay? that's just the way it works so that we stay hydrated. So the longer it sits there, the harder it gets. And if you've ever had constipation, you know how miserable that is to kind of just be impacted, as we say. The stool's just sitting there because that's really what it does. It gets so hard, it, it almost just becomes like brick hard, like a rock. And uh, it just sits there, won't move. So that's why you have to keep things flowing. Every, if you're eating every day, then, and drinking every day, you should be urinating every day and having a bowel movement every day. And if that's not happening, then something's wrong, and that needs to get checked out. You need to do something about it. What goes in must come out. Again, your your body is in homeostasis balance. Okay? So if, if, you're, not, if you're out of balance, you need to do something to figure that out and, and fix that. So the other uh, prescription medicines we have, one is called Linzess. Uh, Another one is called Amatiza. Again, these are tablets. I use them all the time. They are very effective. If your constipation is coming from narcotics, there's a good medication on the market called Movantik. Probably not going to be cheap, but it works very well. M-O-V-A-N-T-I-K, I I believe, Movantik, works very well Um, there's stool softeners over the counter colase you you can do fiber over the counter metamucil benafiber I mean there's a lot of stuff out there but my main medicines that I use just hey doc I'm constipated I need something okay I'm gonna do lenses I'm gonna do amatiza I'm gonna do miralax if it's from narcotics I'm reaching for movantic that's kind of my little bread and butter right there but tons of stuff over the counter and uh, constipation is one of those things that most people kind of treat on their own, and that's absolutely fine. But again, be sure that you don't have any red flags. Red flags would be, you know, significant pain, weight loss, blood in your stool or throwing up blood, uh, weakness, um, loss of appetite, fever. Those are kind of some symptoms that are kind of alarming, and you need to bring that up to your healthcare professional and get that checked out. So, I mean, constipation can be the first symptom of colon cancer, no, no question. So that kind of most of the time it's not, but again, you want to be sure. I mean, bring it up to your healthcare professional. Hey, Joseph, line one, Beaumont. What's going on, buddy?
4: Oh, uh, Doc Nick, I want what I want to ask you about uh, a couple of weeks ago. You were talking about a blue foot. What is that?
2: Blue foot. Yeah. Bluefoot. I don't think I remember that. Mm. Maybe I was talking about blue apron, maybe? Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know about a Bluefoot.
4: Okay, well, the well, reason why I'm asking that, uh, I've been rubbing with this here, uh, D-I-C-L-O-F-E-N-A-C. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever the solution. Yeah. And, uh, my foot just started turning dark on me. Yeah, for some reason. Uh huh. So, I mean, what's happening with that? Can you can you explain that to me?
2: Uh, I mean, I'd have to look at it, but most of the time, a dark foot sometimes that would indicate circulation problems. That could indicate infection, whether it be with the fungus or bacteria. That could indicate a some sort of uh, dermatitis. On the skin, you know, anytime the skin becomes inflamed, it can kind of darken up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's th- those are some of the things that I would probably th- I'd have to look at it though, to be honest with you. And if are you putting something on your skin?
4: Yeah, that, that, that solution I told you about.
2: Who that, told you? Who told you to do that?
4: You did.
2: I did. It's yeah. over the counter.
4: Yeah, it's. It, uh, I had. No, uh, prescription. Oh,
2: okay. Well, sometimes
4: been for gout. That's what it was for.
2: Okay, gout. Diclofenac. Yeah.
4: Okay. okay.
2: That's just a, that's just the an anti-inflammatory. Well, okay. Sometimes you know any topical medicine you put on your foot. Sometimes your skin is kind of sensitive to it. Okay. And you know if it gets red or painful, you know the area that you're applying the diclofenac or any topical medicine. Sometimes your skin is saying, "Hey, I, I'm a little. This medicine is too strong." And it's just kind of a reaction to the medicine. So typically, if you just stop the medicine, then it goes away.
4: Okay, then. Okay. Thank you. Guys. They, because you me I'm kind of settled a bit. I say, oh, man, oh, this yeah. ain't too cool.
2: Yeah, well, hey, Joseph, Any time a doctor or healthcare health care profession gives you something and it makes you sick, you know, stop it and and get back with the doctor. Okay, sir. I sure appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, sir. Call anytime. time. appreciate Joseph's uh, phone call. And uh, brings up a, a big point about uh, medication side effects. Always be concerned about that. And always go over your medication list with your healthcare professional. When you go in, bring your medicines. Either bring the actual bottles or the list so that you guys can be on the same pace because it can get very complicated out there. I'm going to go on my second break. This is Dr. Levine. I'll be back in two minutes. Please don't go anywhere.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI.
2: All right, and welcome back to the show. It's my third segment. Dr. L uh, here live, uh, studios of KLVI in Beaumont, Texas. Phone number 896-KLVI or 1-800-330-KLVI. Um, again, uh, kind of rehashing a little talk I did at the uh, Rotary Club this week, uh, just kind of a summation of my, my kind of top five recommendations for... Uh, anyone who, if you want to be healthy, you want to live as long as possible healthy. You know, you want your life trajectory to be strong and healthy um, kind of as, as long as possible and not just be you know, chronically sick for 10, 15 years after your life. That's no fun. And again, sometimes it's just hard to avoid, okay? Uh, bad things happen to good people all the time but for the most of us uh, it is preventable or you can significantly reduce by behavior modification number one uh, out of my five exercise as you know i talk about that a lot on this show i just read something in a medical journal where once again big study looking at exercise and all the positive things of exercise is just so wonderful for your body it's just i mean if I, I, I talk to patients all the time. Most patients want to be healthy. They want to feel good. They want to look good. They want to sleep well. And they're just, they're starving to figure out what can I do to get to that point. Doc, what do I need to do? Just tell me what I need to do. What, what, what is it out there? Extra, ladies and gentlemen, exercise is the key to the, that, that if you want to feel good, if you want to be young, you want to look young. Exercise. We we can't package exercise. We can't put it in a pill. We can't put it in a, a beverage, which is you know what we we try to do here in America. Uh, we, we're so technically and scientifically advanced. You know we think we can just we can just circumvent the 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 hard work that you have to do to be healthy. We just can't do it. The body doesn't work that way. And I, I try to talk. To most patients or anyone who wants to listen to what I got to say, that our fascination, our preoccupation with, you know, going to the store, looking at a bottle, reading the label or reading something online like, oh, OK, well, let me pop a couple of these pills. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going to live till 95 i gonna be healthy. My mind's going to be strong. No, it just doesn't work like that. Most of the time, it's just a waste of money. There's no science behind it. But exercising, th- there is no question about that. The science supports it over and over again. That it, if that's what you want to do, you want to achieve it. You got to go through exercise, and there's no question. Okay, one uh, got a line, a call on line one. Bobby from Houston, welcome to the show.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, I was told by my doctor that I have third. I was just wondering if this will help.
2: Repeat that. I heard GERD. Repeat that. I was wondering if it will ever go away. Um, It can go away, Bobby. The risk factors that keep GERD reoccurring are obesity, hiatal hernias, and certain types of diets and beverages. So a lot of times we talk to patients about GERD. We try to help them change their Lifestyle, so they clean up their diet, lose weight, um, and a lot of times the symptoms can go away, uh, but you have to engage in those sort of behaviors on a regular basis in order for that to go away. I mean, a lot of times it's the food that you eat every day. It just keeps provoking this acid reflux. And again, if you're overweight, you've got to lose weight. There's just no question about that. Most of the time when we gain weight, then acid reflux comes about. So it, it can go away. Yes, sir. That's what I would say. Yes. I'm not
4: overweight. Okay. And I've I've been watching what I eat and I'm not provoking on previously, which
2: helps. Right. I think th- I want- Yeah, there has been a push to try and get patients off of the medicine as soon as they can because of some concerns that long term use of these acid reduction medicines can increase the chance of other medical problems, which is true. But um, what I said about uh, diet, weight, et cetera, it's it's not true for everyone. But most people, they have certain things that are going on in their life that are provoking it. And if they can work on those things, then it can reduce the symptoms. But in my experience, I don't see a lot of people who take these medicines long term suffering any increase medical, life-threatening issues, so I still think it's a relatively safe product, but anything is possible. It's just that I don't see it on my radar, um, so it, it, that, that's not what is mainly maiming and killing people out there, not acid reflux medicine, so yes, we need to be concerned about it, but I don't think that's on top five concern list of, of, of what you need to be worried about at this point. Okay. Okay. Thank Yes, sir, Bobby. Appreciate your uh, call. Have a great weekend. It's, it's just gorgeous out there. Anyway, exercise. Now, exercise needs to be five days a week, 30 minutes, or 150 minutes per seven days. However you want to break it up is fine with us. It needs to be uh, a moderate intensity, meaning we just don't want you lightly walking or lightly jogging, whatever, if, if that exists. Got to put a little intensity into it for it to to help, okay? So moderate pace, 30 minutes, something aerobic like uh, treadmill, bicycle, um, walking, jogging. But, again, got to get the heart rate up for 30 minutes. That's the key. Uh, again, a lot of my, my my patients, oh, well, you know, Doc, I work at the plant. You know, I'm walking around. I'm climbing ladders. I'm uh, another one I hear from my patients is, you know, I'm, you know, do you exercise? Well, no, but I'm busy. You know, I don't sit down. I'm busy. I'm running errands all day. I'm in and out of the car. That's not exercise. I mean, you know, I know you're not sitting in one spot, but that is not exercising. Exercising, you got to get the heart rate up, and it's got to be sustained. Typically, now you hear all these weird seven-minute workouts, 10-minute workouts. You know, that's a fantasy. Just do the basic stuff. Try, stop trying to trick yourself into thinking that, well, let me, I'm going to just work out for seven minutes, and that's going to do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how we are in America. How, how, can I, how can I get by? You know, how can I not do it but get the same results? How can I make that A+, plus but I don't even crack open a book? You know, that's how we are now in, in this country, unfortunately. So I'm just here to tell you it doesn't work. Stop fooling yourself. Wilma? Wilma? Yes, amen.
5: Hi Dr. Levine. How are you Hey,
2: hey what's all right, what's going on?
5: Well, you know, this is the month I come off that eloquence.
2: Oh, okay. Mm
5: hmm
2: Yeah. Forgot about that. We're gonna see uh, how yeah. we are gonna, so gonna see how you do off that medicine.
5: I'm going to do good. That's, that's to keep <laughs> and up. also, I want to get that old filter out of me, too. You said, wait a while, but I'd let me get it all if it can't come out. Because <laughs> you told me that some can come out and some they put in permanent.
2: Yeah, I think, I, I think I've think i been a bad person. I didn't look at, look into that and see which one you had. Well, I, that, you know, that's why I didn't, because I said, let's just wait a while. That's why I didn't. But, yeah. uh Okay, yeah. We'll uh you know, call the office and uh have the staff leave them a note and I'll look into it.
5: Yes, sir. Well thank you, Dr. Levine. You're doing a good job and you have a good day and a good weekend. Enjoy this beautiful weather. Light uh, on the right type of show to clear
2: up. I Bye-bye. will, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. Number two, exercise is one. Number two, smoking not smoking. If you do smoke, stop smoking. It is one of the most terrible habits you can have. It kills people. It maims your body. You put certainly an expiration date on your life. If you are smoking, something will happen, guaranteed. It is terrible, terrible. Again, I've said before, I don't know how tobacco is legal in our country. It kills. We all know this. It's been researched, studied. Time and time again, there is no question about it, how it's still available. I don't know. But if you're smoking, you got to stop smoking. Number three, got to keep your body mass index to, at 25, as close to 25 as possible. Body mass index, what is that? Ratio of weight and height. What does that mean? It means if you're obese or morbidly obese or if you're normal weight. What does that mean? If you're overweight and you're obese, then your body is, I've told this before, inflamed. Inflammation causes destruction of your body, your tissues, your cells. It tends to encourage diabetes, cancer, arthritis, everything. You're on fire, basically, if you're overweight. That's what that means. you got to get your weight down. As I, You know, as a country, we're struggling with our weight. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. I, I take after my mom. It's, you know, when, when you're overweight and, and you eat wrong things, you don't exercise, I gain weight very, very easily if I don't exercise. So I know how hard it is out there. I've had my own issues with weight and keeping it off. So, but you've got to get your weight down because if you don't, then you're going to have medical problems, which will then shorten your life. Okay, i got to call on line one. Henry, welcome to the show.
5: Good morning, doctor. Good morning. There. How you doing? Good morning. I thought I have a. I thought I have a problem. Um, uh, I've been having that problem, off and on, since I had uh, 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 surgery on my toe to remove a bunion. Mm-hmm. It 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 hurts. It hurts so bad. At the beginning, it's better now. And now I'm beginning to have like um, tingling in my toes, in my foot, and seem like little ants are crawling in my, uh, in my leg. And I go to my doctor. I complain about that. He did blood work and he said everything came out fine. I get that numbness in my fingers. And hand, I could wake up at night and it'd be numb and sort of um, stiff like. And I was, I was wondering what that could possibly be.
2: Well, it sounds like some sort of neuropathy, what we call neuropathy, uh, nerve irritation, nerve damage, uh, nerve dysfunction, and the most common causes in our country is diabetes. Uh, but things like pinched nerves in your neck or your wrist or your elbow can cause it, poor circulation, thyroid disorders, medication side effects uh, can cause it, as well as unknown uh, causes of neuropathy. But that's what it sounds like. Normally we can medicate that with a lot of different nerve pain medicines, such as uh, Neurontin or Elevil or Lyrica. So uh, certainly you need some blood work, you need some x-rays. Um, to try and figure out a reversible cause of your neuropathy, but the medicines work pretty well, so that's something that you can start taking immediately to help relieve some of your symptoms.
5: Yeah. My doctor had diagnosed me with moderate to mild arthritis.
2: Uh-huh.
5: And from that since that period of time, uh, two years maybe, I I end up having hip surgery. Mm-hmm. The surgery went well. I never had a pain or anything since then. And when I went back to my doctor, he was so upset because I had that surgery. But I tell him, I was hurting so bad I could hardly get around.
2: Yeah. I think that's it's, normally when you have surgery, when you can't get around the pain is severe. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, do what you have to do. Yeah. hmm
5: So, it's a possibility that it could be neuropathy or poor yeah. circulation.
2: Uh, Well, no, I I think it's neuropathy. Now, one of the causes of neuropathy could be poor circulation. It could also be related to a pinched nerve. It could be related to diabetes. It can be related to medicine. I mean, there's a lot of different causes. So you normally have to go through a little workup to, to find a reversible cause of a neuropathy. In the meantime, while that workup is in progress, you can take medications to help fight the symptoms.
5: Okay, and I noticed within the last month or so, like when I'm sitting out watching television, my toes, it's like my toes, like it it gets sort of cold. Mm -hmm. I go and I put socks on my feet, and it it feels better. But when I take the sock off, I can still feel that cold sensation going through, especially my toes.
2: Okay. Well, you know, that's a very common issue as we get older, I think we, we try to think of circulatory problems, but I can tell you people who have true circulation problems, you know, they, they really don't come in complaining of their feet being cold most of the time. It's pain that they complain of, a weakness. That's normally what they complain. They don't complain of it being cold. So, you know, that's a, kind of an abnormal pain in the butt symptom. A lot of times you're just getting older, just your extremities a little bit cold, especially feet. And if you just want to warm up with some socks, that's the best way to do it.
5: Dr. Levine, I thank you so very much. I'm so happy that I call. I listen to your program every Saturday, and it's so informative. Thanks so
2: very much. I appreciate it, ma'am. Thank you for calling. I'm glad that you like the program. The program is for you, all listeners. I will be here every Saturday if you want me to. I'll go on my last break. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: You're listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560-KLVI. To join the conversation, call 896-KLVI or 800-330-KLVI.
2: All right, this is my last segment. I only have about a couple of minutes. I'm going to wrap up my presentation to the Rotary Club, but thank you for all the calls today. Um Oh, and I mean, you can get in one last call probably, 896-KLVI, 1-800-330-KLVI. But uh, let me uh, conclude my little talk. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, exercise, my top five things to do if you to reduce your risk of coronary artery disease or cancer, exercise number one, stop smoking. Uh, Be at a normal weight. Uh, Number four, you have to limit the consumption of starches and sugars in processed food and try to have four to five servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Why? Fruits and vegetables have what we call antioxidants. Antioxidants are chemicals that help fight cancer and coronary artery disease. That's why I want you to eat it. Processed foods, guess what? They don't have that. That's why a lot of times when you eat processed food, you feel achy, you feel tired, mental fogginess, uh, joint pain, muscle aches, constipation, all those things. That's why you want to eat whole foods. Remember, the supermarkets are bigger now because of the more, more of the processed foods out there, not because there's more whole foods. A lot of times the produce section, which has all the whole foods, is a tiny little thing over to the side that really nobody goes to, which is a shame because... That's where all the vitamins and minerals are. It's in the food. A lot of people will you know, go to the, the aisle where all the, t- the pills and the vitamins and you know popping pills all day when the wholesome freshness of kale, spinach, broccoli, cauliflower is sitting right over there and just got to go get it and eat it, okay? That's where it's at. So limit starch and sugar. What is starch? Bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, sugar. It's in everything processed. Number five, sleep six to eight hours a day. That's my top five list. Exercise, don't smoke, be at a normal weight, limit starch and sugar, sleep every day for six to eight hours. That's it. I hope you wrote it down. I'll be back next week. Enjoy your Saturday. Um, Be safe. Exercise, drink your water. Take care.
1: have been listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI. If you would like to contact Dr. Levine's office, call 347-3621. That's 347-3621. And thanks for listening to Dr. Levine's Medical Hour on News Talk 560 KLVI and on KLVI.com. We'll see you next week